0: Cinema Sit-Down, Episode 223, a review of Rocky Three, hosted by Ryan Bull, Richard Lusk, and Tony Crist, January 3rd,
1: 2020. The following podcast has been approved for all audiences by Flying Bull Productions.
2: The best part of any film is the sit-down afterwards. Richard Lusk and Ryan Bull bring you Cinema Sit-Down.
0: Welcome to Cinema Sit-Down. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Bull. Joining me across the table, as always, is Richard Lusk. How are you doing? What up, G? On the other side of the table, we got Tony Christ. How are you? I'm doing okay, guys. Well, the year is coming to a close... And we've decided to look back, not on 2019 films, but uh, we've been picking some classic films that we love. And uh, we've gone back, rewatched them. And for the next couple of episodes, we're going to be uh, talking about films that we love and trying to encourage our listeners to go and discover these films or to even just go back and rewatch them. So I guess uh, up first, we've got a pick that you made, Tony. You yeah. want to introduce the film?
2: Yeah, I picked uh, The Great uh, Rocky three which, um, as when the original Rocky series, it was right in the middle, uh, you know, obviously after 1 and 2 and before 4 and 5, and they added to them. It uh, came out in uh, 1982, kind of interesting, and uh, it was one of the ones that was a movie that was written and directed by Sylvester Stallone. Um, I think a lot of people know he kind of wrote some of his movies, but you know, he took a big hand in directing a lot of his own franchises, too, after a while.
0: Yeah, I guess uh, the Rocky series is what made Sylvester Stallone famous and arguably this is the most Rocky of all the Rocky movies. Yeah, I think this it... might be the best distillation of Rocky before he became too much of a cartoon character. <laughs> and I, I don't know, they're kinda of getting away from the drama.
2: Right. I think and we had mentioned this years ago on one of our other I think it probably was Creed Two, where we talked about Rocky, the original movie being a love story. And even Rocky 2 was a little bit of that because he has his kid and he doesn't know if he can fight anymore or not. Uh, But this one is straight up, no, I'm a fighter and I'm going to live through, you know, the montages.
1: Except he's also going to retire in this one. He wants to quit in every Rocky movie.
2: He doesn't want to box anymore. And and then when when the commission retires him in Rocky Balboa, he he fights to to fight.
1: Yeah, and he'll be fighting in the next one, I hear. No, I'm just kidding. He probably could, though.
2: He's in pretty good shape. Now, I think we mentioned before, and I was doing some research for this too, is that uh, Sylvester Stallone is older than Mickey was in the first Rocky movie. You know, Mickey plays a big part in this one, but you know he looks a lot better than Mickey does. You know, a little bit of uh, different type of living, took better care of himself in some some regards.
0: Oh yeah, all that HGH.
1: Yeah. Can can I make the argument that Mickey is not the, really that great of a trainer at all? I mean, maybe a good trainer, but not a great manager.
2: Well, he's definitely Mickey's definitely a throwback. Like, if you want to train for like john l sullivan or whoever you know uh, max bayer type fights like that's who mickey is mickey's not like a guy you know he's not the guy like the peak performance like in rocky 4 you get the peak performance with ivan drago of on the machine on the treadmill they have everything i mean and then they do the steroids but he's got everything down to a science and mickey's like no you got to chase a chicken you've got to do this you got to do that
1: well wait by rocky 4 yeah all right so are we gonna go ahead and spoil it now (laughs) or what i thought we IV. that there's a sequel to this one
2: well, that's one of the notes I made with this one is that, which is why when we, we we talk about picking out movies and you know kind of favorites of ours and ones we think people should see, um, you know, because I I do like most of the Rocky movies, but this one, like like Bullet said earlier, was the. Rockiest of the Rockiest. I think it's the shortest one. I think it's like an hour and 20, so it comes in pretty quick. You know, they get into the first fight with, with Mr. T at like the 25-30 minute mark. And wait, he... wait, wait,
0: There is boxing before the opening
1: credits. A lot of good boxing. That's
2: true. And that's true. He does, you know, because you know the whole point with this, if, if people don't know, is that in Rocky II, Rocky wins the world title from Apollo Creed in the last round. He beats him by one second, uh, which Apollo brings up at the very end of the movie. And then he goes on a ten-fight winning streak, um, and so they're showing these montages of it. And at the same time, uh, Mr. T, whose uh, uh, character's name is Clubber Lang, is going on his own winning streak, and he makes his way up through the through the ranks that way. Did and you see who is sponsoring Clubber Lang? It's not Everlast, it like
1: Fresca, or something like
0: Nike. He's wearing a Nike, oh, Nike shirt when he's jogging. Oh, okay.
1: Wait, do you think they're sponsoring him, or is he just uh, just bought that shirt at a thrift store? Right. Well, th- this
0: is 82. I-, I didn't even know Nike was really a thing back then.
2: Well, that might be why they were able to get oh, in yeah. there, was that they didn't know it was going to be a thing. So, like, they just go, hey, we need as much publicity as we can get. Well,
1: it it hadn't reached its peak, like, I guess, with uh, Jordan. There, Nike apparel and stuff was, I mean, people were still buying Nike. Yeah. They just, it wasn't, you know, it didn't reach the the heights that it did with Michael Jordan. But anyway, getting back to my argument about uh, Mickey being a terrible manager, <laughs> he, uh... Okay, so he, he in in the course of the movie, he wants to back out. He doesn't want to fight because he's scared of Clubber Lang, which he should be, because <laughs> he's a superhero, and he weighs forty pounds more than Rocky. But I mean, all that's beside the point. Yeah. When once he decides to go back, and he's going to take on this fight with Clubber Lang, uh, Rocky convinces him. Says one last fight. We're just going to do one last fight, Mick, uh, and then it'll be all over. He uh, they have this circus like atmosphere surrounding him in the. Uh, I I don't know, some some ballroom or something. I guess some hotel or somewhere. And Mickey's obviously disgusted by it. But then he doesn't have a come-to-Jesus meeting with Rocky to convince him to stop doing this. I mean, he says, hey, let's go back to the old gym. But he never really pushes it. Earlier, before he accepted the fight, he was ready to leave. He was packing his bags. And now at some point, you know, he's decided, okay, we're going to take on this fight. But then he lets Rocky train train all in a terrible way, which doesn't put him in, in a good position to win the first fight not that he ever could have but it just seems antithetical to the character of uh mickey i don't know it's just a bad decision
0: to me mickey is not a good manager yeah he's a good trainer
1: maybe but not a good man
0: but he's having rocky fight at heavyweight and watching this film i'm like holy crud he is so tiny compared to everyone else uh, apparently Sylvester Stallone got down to like 155 pounds and like okay. 2%
2: body fat and stuff. Like yeah. that was the thing is he, uh, this is uh, out of all the Rocky movies. I think, I think even Stallone has said this, this is the best shape, or at least cosmetic shape he'd ever been in. Cause I think but Rocky nobody, F- nobody Ford, would though, know that.
0: Well, they bill him in the movie as weighing 202 pounds,
1: 209 in the first 209. Minute. I think okay. two and nine in the first fight. Then yeah, that's, at the maybe at the end. He's that's not heavy. He had weight. to cut some weight. No, <laughs> no of course. Yeah, he's fighting, finding <laughs> no. out his weight. Um, but speaking about being in great shape, this is Talia Shire at the height of her career.
2: Yeah, she did look good. She oh, by good. far. Yeah, this,
1: that's the best reason to watch this movie. So you can watch, you know, Talia Shire.
2: What besides these, the five Rockies that she's in, and the three Godfathers like. I don't know. I mean, as far as, you know, I'm sure she's in other stuff, but, you know, I'm positive of that. But, you know, if you're going to be in eight movies, like, those are the eight to be in, wouldn't you say?
1: Oh, yes. She's like, what, Bobby? Who's the guy, Cannavale? The the guy that was, every movie he was in was the oh, best yeah. picture?
2: Yeah. Oh, no, uh, Jim Caviezel. i oh, no, sorry, oh, not Jim, Jim Caviezel. Caviezel. Uh, John, John Cazale.
1: John <laughs> Casavetes. Casavetes. Let's just it? name out and just blur. Fredo. <laughs> Fredo. I mean,
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Fredo. I think it was a Dog Day Afternoon. A dog Day Afternoon. In uh, the conversation, he was
2: in The Deer Hunter. Yeah, in the conversation, and then so the two and Godfathers, the, and then three was just flashbacks.
1: But so Talia Shire, in terms of those movies, I mean, she's she's the she's the female Bobby K- Kenna's weasel <laughs>
2: you're thinking. I don't know, I Fredo. Fredo. Yeah isn't um, his name Bob Canavale. no bob cannavale is the guy who's in all the new ones now like he's an ant-man and um oh okay, is it yeah. that other al pacino movie where he's like the singer songwriter guy
1: he's this he's the father of the guy that just berated the new star wars movie oh is there's he? some kid that that plays in the mandalorian and he said that this star wars movie is horrible yeah yeah <laughs>
2: But getting back to it's Rocky Three, Get a arm for that.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, we're not
2: going to
0: review that. John Cazale is afraid
2: of us. All right. Yeah, no, what so, Anyway, so... So but I was going to say, with, with the, the other big part with this, I remember the first time I saw this was like on TNT, they're doing a marathon, and what really caught my attention besides it being Rocky was the opening credits of Mr. T, which was really cool, and then Hulk Hogan, and that's the big thing, because as you guys know, I'm a big wrestling fan, uh, and seeing Hulk Hogan in a movie, which ended up being his first movie, uh, was really what drew me into the whole Rocky franchise, and again, wrestlers never popped up again, but... It, this is like a huge thing, and it really set the course for WWF and WWE today because uh, the main event of the first WrestleMania was basically from this movie was Mr. T and Hulk Hogan uh, versus two other guys. Well, couple, didn't it? It was a couple This years movie.
1: I'm sorry. Didn't this movie and also the way Rocky is presented help convince the public that uh, Hulk Hogan was actually like seven feet tall?
2: Right, and was a main eventer. Yeah.
1: Because he's, he towers over Rocky, and if you think Rocky's six feet, right. when in reality, Sylvester Stone's like, what, five, six, five, seven?
2: Something like that. And Hogan's like, at the at his peak was six, eight. He's had a few back surgeries, so right. he's shrunk down a little bit. But So um, it's easy
1: to add four inches to him when in the movie world, you know, it seems like he's he has that big, domineering, right. physical presence. Right, cause But you don't yeah. have to
2: do the old, like, box thing to make him taller. He really is, you know, if he's six feet, you just you, you keep the same inches separate you know but you just you know stretch the truth on how tall they actually are
1: but that was a great fight that I think was so. a great fight well that's what it was and,
2: and uh stallone is famous for that because he and one of his first movies he did was paradise alley that he directed which is about wrestling and supposedly the guy in there is Terry funk uh is a wrestler still around today but People were giving him a hard time, Terry Funker, a hard time about wrestling. And Stallone says, "Well, he can do this now, and we can get it done in one take. You and you can learn it, but it's going to take you a couple of weeks." So Stallone's, and then when Hulk Hogan went to the WWE Hall of Fame, he had Stallone induct him, which is kind of cool. So you know, Stallone's always been a big fan of wrestlers, um, and I think gets a lot of credit. Should get a lot of credit for kind of you know being a mainstream guy who's you know involved in this fake sport.
1: I think that's the best thing about this movie, though, is the fight scene. I mean, even though they're not great uh, i don't know storylines right i think the physicality of the fight the action and it's just so over the top and ridiculous in so many different ways that you know the shape of the of the actors playing the roles and then like the roundhouse, the wild roundhouse punches and the just the way that rocky approaches <laughs> the the last fight and the whole wrestling thing i thought i mean for me Compared to the other Rocky movies, this one just seemed to have more of more boxing. I don't know. Well, what it
2: definitely did. Because I think, you know, in the first one, the only, it, you had the fight with Spider Rico in the beginning, and then the fight with Apollo at the end. And then the second one, I think you had the highlights of the first fight, and then the fight with Apollo. It really was story-driven. This one was all about the fights. And I think you know, coming out in 1982, it's, this is like, to have an action movie without, you know, with bombs and explosions and soldiers, like this was what an action movie could be. That it was just straight up fighting, like it was just a prolonged fight scene.
0: Well, this is what people thought was boxing, right? And and, I mean, growing up, you're like, "Oh, what I need to do to win a boxing match is let the other guy hit me a bunch."
2: (laughs) Yeah, rope rope a dope. What's he? What?
0: What's he doing? He's getting killed out there. He's getting mad. Yeah, (laughs) it's so stupid.
1: (laughs) Right. It's over hit the me stuff. hit me
0: and then like he's tiring out mr t nothing. and he just goes for headshots you ain't he doesn't really work the body much yeah until the very end but he's like you ain't bad you ain't bad <laughs> it's it's so silly but i mean I, I i like it i still even when i was rewatching the movie i'm like holy crud this last fight is so quick compared to uh the first two Rocky films. And and even the fourth one, the the last fight in all of those goes on and on and on. This one ends in what, the third round?
2: Yeah, I think it's the only one that doesn't go the distance, um, at least from the original five series. Actually, even Rocky Balboa he goes a distance with the champ, so that, that and kind of, that's kind of the point with this is that you know Rocky has to finish him quickly, and you know Clubber, yeah, as the name was Clubber, he's just an attacker. He has no finesse. You know, he's he's a, a legit street fighter who you know he's kind of like a modern equivalent of like a Kimbo slicer, like a Tank Abbott. I like guess modern. I mean, one of them's dead, but the idea that. Apollo- if I can finish it in the first round I win it but if I if I go past the first round I'm going to lose well apollo
1: creed's uh as the trainer for rocky and you know the second part of when he goes to get his revenge on clubber uh they their their whole modus operandi is to go over 8 rounds because apparently clubber had never been above three so that, yeah. that's why they train the way they do so that rocky can run him all over the ring you know or you know run away from him for so long to tire him out right not so that they could tire him out by beating the crap out of rocky and knocking him down five times and you know two rounds or three rounds or whatever and, and then go and uh you know perform I, I guess as a spoiler rocky wins in the end <laughs> but uh it's it just seems like I don't know if maybe they they tacked on that ending differently or they changed the ending because they knew it wouldn't be exciting to watch Rocky run away from from Clubber for seven or eight rounds. But that's the way to fight him. That would have been the way to fight him.
2: Right, well that's what, and you see that today too with uh, with stuff like that is that, you know, you have the fighters who want to go for the win, that they'll draw it out and win on points, but fans like Bull was saying, fans want to see a knockout fans want to see a submission, they don't want to see a guy win because he, you know, tagged the guy more than the other guy did, but he you know, playing a game a tag in the, in the octagon, you want to see a guy knock the other guy out, like a spin kick or something cool.
1: Alright, so in the pantheon of Rocky um, Nemesis's MSI? Uh-huh. Where does Clubber rank? Because for me, he's, I think he's at the top.
2: I think yeah, I would say because he, since he becomes friends with Apollo, Apollo goes down as an enemy right away, um, and so and between you know, so I think it'd be between Clubber and uh, Drago. Because Drago does kill a guy, which is kind of hard to beat him as a villain. But even then, Drago becomes a good guy at the end. Clubber doesn't become a good guy at the
1: well. Clubber was he was sent to prison for like five years. According according to Wikipedia, he spent time in uh, a in adult prison.
2: Was oh, that the deal? Like, because I know they, before... For assault,
1: I think they much have mentioned that. I think before they... You
0: know his other film that uh, Mr. T had this show was Penitentiary, which was a exploitation film. Oh, was where it? He's a prison boxer.
1: Oh, was his name Clubber Lang?
0: No, I I think he gets billed as Mr. T in that film. I'd have to go back and look, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was his other big film of 82. Uh,
1: well, I saw him originally on NBC, or ABC's Wide World of Sports. Oh, was the World's Toughest Bartender. Yeah, or I watched that series. I mean, I I watched that with intense interest as a <laughs> as a budding high school football player and getting caught up in that whole thing. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of entertainment out there for us anyway to begin with. Right, but uh, you know, ABC Wide World of Sports, man. The, the bartender the bouncer competition. Well, that I mean, was the. You can go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say that's that's where he first came, like Mister T, first came into my consciousness with that, and then. Afterwards, as uh oh, the in uh, the the not the Dukes of Hazard the A, the a- team. team, yeah, yeah, he was a big, you know, he's a big part of my childhood. But well, looking was... back, in terms of like being a nemesis, uh, completely one note, uh, doesn't <laughs> go through this massive transformation. You know, he's always evil and horrible, and then he just fades off into obscurity, or you know, I guess Rocky beats him into nothingness, which <laughs> well, like, wouldn't yeah, happen.
2: Yeah, because Apollo becomes his friend at the end of the... Even at the end of the first one, he has, like, no rematch in the second one. Yeah, you know, they become friends, starting with this one. Uh, Clover, again, has no redemption. Even Drago, you know, leaves the Communist Party, apparently, at the end of Rocky Four, which gets a little retconned in uh, Creed Two. Oh, right. Um, and uh, uh, what's the kid's name? And um, it was John Morrison's... Yeah, I would not... Yeah. It was whatever... From, uh, John Wayne's... Rock, yeah, John Tommy Wayne's Morrison nephew Wayne. from, from Rocky Five. He just gets knocked out, but he doesn't... He's got to be the least i think so yeah um, who's the one from rocky balboa uh mason deline dixon yeah who's the who's the actor oh uh, he was a real boxer too i forget his name too yeah, yeah. he wasn't he wasn't like a boxer box i mean he wasn't an actor he was a boxer who wanted to get into hollywood
0: hopefully with all this age replacement stuff we can have rocky you know 1.5 or something 2.5 2. show the fight yeah.
2: between the fights
0: oh yeah did you see who rocky fights at caesar's palace at the beginning of the film
1: you t- you gave me this name. I'm not oh, gonna step on name. you.
0: Yeah, it, they have it up on the marquee. Uh, it's Rocky against Big Yank Ball. Oh yeah, Big Yank Ball. Yeah. <laughs> Big That's Yank in, Ball. Those are in there. That's a story that needs to be told. Well, you'd he, watch uh, that
2: by you'd watch that bout, wouldn't you? The Rocky. Oh yeah. The Rocky uh, game that was on the GameCube uh has them fight through. I mean, all the names that are mentioned as fighters, they have them fight those guys uh, in the game as you progress through the storyline. And Big Yank Ball is in there, and he's he's a. Uh, if you picture a boxing in big yank ball, that's who he is.
1: Well, isn't Bald Bull Clubber Lang? I mean, except, that he,
2: except he's white or Turkish. Bald Bull. Bald Bull is Turkish in a uh, in um the, the punch out game. Punch out.
1: Oh, I thought Mr. the guy. Mr. Sandman's was...
2: kind of like Mr. Clubber Lang, but bigger.
1: Uh, see, this this is why I'm constantly addled and old.
2: Um, but it's funny you bring up Mr. T with the uh, toughest bouncer thing because that was a big because. You know, before MMA, before we knew what real boxing and fighting was, Mr. T was like a tough guy. Uh, but supposedly, before WrestleMania 1, he almost no-showed it because he was afraid of being uh, outed as not a tough guy. Like, you know, he could he was tough as a menace, but he couldn't actually fight. He didn't have any training.
1: All right, Bull, who do you think is the uh, number one nemesis, Rocky?
0: Oh, good old BYB. Big yank ball.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no.
0: I, 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 you got to go with Apollo Creed. Yeah,
1: the BYB. <laughs> Really? Apollo?
0: Yeah, Apollo. I love Rocky Two. I think that's my favorite of all of these. And, I mean, as much as I like Rocky three, and it's definitely one that I'm fine watching pretty much at any point, it's not even my favorite Sylvester Stallone film of 82. Uh, yeah, Cobra? or Stop, or my
1: mom will
2: shoot. shoot. No, uh, no, f-
1: rhin- First Blood. I got Rhinestone. Shoot me. First Blood,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, arguably, this is also Sylvester Stallone's best year ever.
2: I think, yeah, Rocky three was the best... Made the most money on the limited screen until uh, Fahrenheit 9/11.
1: I think if I'm Sylvester Stallone, I'm thinking any year from now on is going to be my best year ever.
2: <laughs> any year he's alive.
1: Yeah. All right. You so you're going to go Apollo Creed, even though the what? and Rocky Two is the number one Rocky movie for you. Yeah. And what then. What were you going with? Well, wait. Please a minute, don't say Rocky just, Five. All right. No, I just want to. Because the only, I just want to crap on your on your movie for a second. The of only course. thing I don't one of the things I don't like about Rocky two is the, the editing and the and the way that that movie in like the boxing, the, the scene at the um And they also replay it in the beginning of Rocky three. And I think they might just show it. They might just show it straight, you know, the same way it was edited at the end of Rocky two. I'm not sure about that, but I, I do know that the, the editing of that and the way it, it all shapes out, just, I I hated it. I couldn't stand it, I, and it ruined the otherwise decent movie for me. But well, I
2: think you can make the argument that so, so, uh, Rocky doesn't make it up in time either because I think he's still got one knee down or he's, like, bent over. when. when the that's what I mean suggests. by the
1: editing and the yeah. way it, I don't know. But it's not a bad movie. I'm not saying it's, hor- it's You know, It's in my top five of Rocky movies. <laughs> I don't know. I got. I gotta go. Rocky three, man. I right. I mean, it's just entertaining all the way through. There are some down points in it, but I mean, the the best thing about this movie for me is it's the uh, it's really the 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 highlight of Burt Young as Paulie Panino. As, uh, as this the, is this is the best. This is his best Rocky movie by far.
2: As the overt racist,
1: overt racist, drunken, debauched. But he, he fights, I mean, he, li- sure. he fights Rocky. I mean, he punches Rocky. He doesn't cra- give a crap about him. He punches Rocky with a hangover. Please. And then he go he goes after uh, Thunder, lips. Thunder Lips in the ring. And then he's ready to fight Apollo Creed. That dude I, doesn't back down from anybody. He's ready to take on the number one wrestler of the world. And the number one and two, arguably the number one and two boxers in the world. I do like a like middle-aged white dude, like me.
2: I do like it when, when Pauly's in here. There's a couple of poly scenes that are great where... Um, he, uh, he goes, you know, I want to be just like you. Then I think when, when, uh, Thunderlips comes out he goes, remember what I said? Yeah, forget it. Like, I don't want to be <laughs> yeah, like you. He's, he's got the best lies. He's got the best arc. And then, uh, yeah, the other one is, uh, I think they're, they're at the dinner table before they leave and Rocky's like in his three piece suit with like a vest. He's going off the train and Paulie's in a sleeveless wife beater t-shirt. A, yeah. Looking t-shirt, at the
1: racing lines at a big
2: fancy uh, t-shirt, like at a big fancy table. It's like, dude, you can't even put on a shirt. He's you about to
1: take his kid. He's about to take his 6-year-old nephew to off the, to track. the track even after he's been told not to.
2: In Philadelphia. So I am
1: mean. telling you this is definitely of the three Rocky movies, this is actually Pauly 1.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, there's that. I like um yeah, Polly uh they all they kind of good like little arc in here. And the other thing is this has I think set up the longest uh, payoff for the movie because, you know, this set up uh, Apollo and Rocky's friendship set up for Rocky 4, where Rocky helps train Apollo before he dies, and then Creed 1 and 2. But I think it's in Creed 1 when you find out who actually won the fight at the end of Rocky 3. Oh, so they, who, who, said, a, who? Rocky said Apollo actually won the fight. So you know, yeah, but that Apollo, could be unreliable narrator. That could be. Yeah. I mean, he had cancer, so who knows? But you know, Apollo she could be actually, the linear champion until Drago beat him. <laughs> Right, right, Yeah, and then Rocky Very beats Dragas, Rocky gets back. So did you say oh. what
1: your number one was, uh, Tony?
2: I think Rocky three, um, and a lot of it is because of, of the wrestling tie in. And, and I think as a kid, again, I liked the fighting scenes much more than you know seeing a guy, you know, ask a girl out to the roller rink or the ice skate rink or whatever. <laughs> as, yeah, as I'm getting older, I appreciate Rocky one more and Rocky two, you know, but Rocky three, I think, as far as just a highlight film, is really good. There you go. Oh yeah. Well, and
0: I, I like this pick because a lot of my students, I was talking about the Rocky films last month, and they're like, yeah, haven't seen them. I've seen Creed 1 and 2, but they haven't seen Rocky. A, a lot of these 80s uh, sports movies, mm-hmm. they they haven't discovered. And unfortunately, there are no more TV marathons. You're flipping through the dial, and you you know stumble across USA Network or TNT doing a Rocky
2: marathon. That being said...
1: This is probably the only Rocky of the first three Rocky movies, that might be the only one that those kids would be able to sit through.
2: I think because of the quick clip and I think the fighting, like Rocky 1 or 2, you really don't have to watch until the fight scene that did, you know, the last 20 minutes. But this one, the fight scenes are every like 30 minutes.
1: Well, the average shot length of the first movie, Rocky 1, is like 8.7 per second, you know. Oh, okay. And uh, it's cut in half by Rocky 3. Oh, yeah. So it prefigures all of the close cut editing now that we have, and I mean it's it's really a, a sort of maybe the precursor or the 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 tip of the spear of the quicker editing style that we have now in movies.
2: Right, and you got the
1: uh... action movies no. anyway.
2: I love the punch sounds that sound like shotgun blasts are just great from, like you said, both like lightweights or middleweights, like these shotgun blast punches. Well,
0: Rockies, dude, did you hear Mr. T's punches when he would miss? Yeah, you're like, whoosh, whoosh. (laughs) Yeah, it sounded like an 18-wheeler
1: driving by
2: you.
0: Um, No, that's a good... uh, Those were
1: actual sounds from the ring. They just set up a (laughs) microphone above the ring. You didn't know that.
0: Oh, it was so over the top, and I, I don't know... If it was because I was watching this movie for the first time with surround sound, because I've only really watched it off cable before, but I thought the sound here is just so ridiculous. You mentioned what it was like in the theater.
1: You mentioned that it was over the top, which is actually the best Stallone. That killed Cannon Films, right? (laughs) In the Canon of Films, over the top is the best. Did it kill
2: Cannon? canon productions oh uh, kill
0: it, it, it's one of those it, it's up there with uh masters of the universe and <laughs> yeah. th- there was one other oh, big budget Dolph film Dolph that London. they did um yeah not the, not, uh, not superman
2: not, 4 yeah and to be fair canon films was on a shoestring budget like they weren't making the best business practices but i think yeah stallone's budget like just to gets the loan in there and like you said superman 4 and Masters of the universe it's just like three clunkers in a row was Rocky oh yeah, three
1: yeah. nominated for best i don't think it was
0: no, I, I thought only the first Rocky got nominated.
2: Oh, I thought Rocky t- I don't think so. I didn't win. Okay.
0: Um, no, uh, 82, it's E.T. that went for Best Pitter.
1: This is better than E.T. Oh, by far. E.T. is a horror movie. Talk about rewatchability. Ugh. E.T.
0: made about three times what this movie made. Do you know the other two films from 82? No. That made more money than uh, Rocky three. No. Close Encounters?
1: No. I have no idea. Uh, Officer and a Gentleman and Tootsie.
2: Oh, Tootsie. Oh, Tootsie. I saw was big, yeah. I like Tootsie. Um, tootsie was were,
1: ten times better than E.T.
2: <laughs> the one last thing with this, too, that I'll put in is I, don't, I think if it wasn't for Top Gun with the volleyball scene, this would have been the best romance scene with the running on the beach <laughs> you know, that people talk about with movies. I think Top Gun, because it's Tom Cruise and Bigger, gets a lot of play with the volleyball scene. But I think running on the beach, this should have topped it.
1: Really? Uh, so another third... A third movie that takes place on the beach is Moonlight. You, might be a good bromance too. <laughs> um,
0: well, I, I like this pick. <laughs> I, I, I don't know
1: what to say
0: because you... all all eighties action movies are a bit homoerotic. Well, I
1: think oh yeah, by far. Like, so all of wrestling is.
2: Well, I think that you get that with Stallone, like uh, in and Cash, with you know when they're in the bathroom or whatever. I'm sure you've seen the Rocky three
1: uh, poster with Trump's face superimposed on it. Yeah, that was... He he tweeted about himself. (laughs) Right. But does that... Does the poster ruin the movie? Because, I mean, that's a big reveal. The first time you see Rocky as a... You know, in boxing, like, in the shape that he's in. Yeah. But you see it in the poster leading into the movie. Anyway. Well, because he's a champion going in, though. No, I get that, but he's not the fat, schlubby sort of, you know, what he was in Rocky 1, anyway. That's true. Yeah. he's, He's a super figure figurine or doll
2: yeah I think if you're gonna this is the one what wonder is it too why I picked this one if you're gonna show somebody like I want you to watch the Rocky movies like if you've seen Kree and you you like that you show him Rocky 3 because that's like probably the closest to it like Rocky 1 and 2 is more about Rocky as a character and his development as a person but Rocky 3 really is he's a fighter so
1: Rocky 3 is a prequel for Kree.
2: I can see that yeah that, that's 3 and then Rocky 4
1: because of Creep 2 alright yeah, man good good, to good pick Tony thank well, you
2: I've, I've got a
0: winner here I like it um, and we'll be doing a couple more movies on future episodes uh, I think the next one is going to be uh, an early Paul Thomas Anderson film
1: sweet my pick yeah. heart
0: eight. so uh, we'll probably be doing that next time so uh, gentlemen thank you for joining me around the table uh, any last words?
1: Pox bonum, everybody.
2: Memento more. There be dragons. What did you think of today's show? Did the guys get it right? Or are you wondering what movie they watched? Send in your review by tweeting at Podcast emailing cinemasitdown at gmail.com or messaging us on facebook.com backslash cinemasitdown cinema sit down is a flying bull production